Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You have I told you five of this shit. That's why I murdered your nieces. And then Sean. 100% right. My wife said the same thing. She was like, yo, just pour gasoline on this little nigga. I was like... <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Candy, the final girl. Fuck you. <laughs> so, I said a fuck you and I was kind of mad. Okay. Staying in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. I'll teach you to fuck with me. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm Shaun of the Dead. Chucky says Aunt Maggie was a bitch. It got what she deserved. <laughs> and this is the house that screams. Tonight we are talking about the 1988 cult classic Child's Play. We have Erica Wright. This is the end, friend. We have Mac the All-Star. Well, John, it's been fun. I have to go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. And you have a date with death. <laughs> we have yo Dave hold on Garman. i'm sorry i'm sorry rob don't shake your head over there i fucking killed that all right <laughs> kill it you did great, but, great uh, reading you landed that fucking plane don't cancel me please <laughs> <laughs> with this movie we're all canceled um we have dave german look you stay here i have to go tinkle <laughs> 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 I was going about how I thought it would, which is great. Uh, we have Crystal. Ah, steal this. Ah, steal this yourself. I think I dated him. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pat Bartlett. Hi, I'm Chucky. You want to play? Yeah. We have returning guest, Dustin from Baron's Hideout Podcast. Oh, God. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rob the Cinema Drunky Antiqueta. All right. Now you want to answer the lady's question now? Where'd you get the doll? I don't, I don't know nothing about no doll. You're not going to know nothing about nothing unless you talk to me. Now talk! Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, good. bro. Hell yeah. Shit, bro. You got that. Okay. Um, we have Mac the All-Star starting us out um, talking about Child's Play. 
I mean, I'm simple with this movie as I've become the spokesperson, I feel for it, as uh, my brother says. Uh, this is actually one of the first movies that I actually know that scared me. I had uh, my buddy, a.k.a., you know, the good guy doll. And uh, my sister would fuck with me straight up. Simple as that. Like, I would go to the bathroom, she would move it. And then Chucky came on Channel 11, I think. I was like five. And she's like, see, like, what did I tell you? Because she's already seen Chucky. So that, you know, but there are some flaws in the movie. But I overall think this is a really good movie. And uh, I know we'll talk about it. Definitely. Um, I know Patrick wanted to go next. Actually, it, you teed it up perfectly, Mac. Like, because my whole thing was like, I went this like this uh, fall when I went to uh, New York Comic Con. There was a Chucky panel we went to. Me and my friend Kevin, and they had like the whole like shebang where they had like Mancini there until he there and all, all that shit. But um, they showed us the episode, and like I was talking to him, and I was like, the thing that's kind of cool about all of it is it's like all kind of existed for the same continuity for like decades now. And I was just like, and there's like no other horror franchise really does that. Like, that's just kind of cool. And I was just like, I don't know why this is the one that is really held. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it's like what Max said, where it's like, even if you didn't have necessarily like a My Buddy doll, everybody had a fucking toy that was fucking weird in the 80s and 90s. Like, it was mm -hmm. like, whether it was Teddy Ruxpin, whether it was my buddy, whatever the fuck it was, the fucking Furby in the 90s, whatever the fuck it was, everybody had one of those fucking things. So yeah. everybody can relate to the terror of that thing coming to life and trying to kill you. And nobody believing you, because who the fuck would? Like, if I said my Raphael right. doll was trying to kill me, my parents would have me fucking committed. So it's like... It's perfect if you're a kid watching it because it's the most horrifying thing. Because like Michael Myers, I don't live in a town where there was like a very like a guy who liked to kill on very specific holidays. Like Freddie, like there was my, my parents didn't, to my knowledge, like murder a child predator in my town. Like who is now chasing people in their dreams. Like there's like none of this is relatable, but Chucky is super fucking relatable. So it's kind of like managed to stick around for like even they tried to do a remake that was actually not bad. It was okay, but everyone kind of muscled it to the side because it was like this this epic franchise that cannot be like stopped by any like measure <laughs> for decades. It's amazing, and I, I think it's like I love this movie most probably other than like maybe Bride, but like. There is a period of this that I think is awesome, like the horror and like a little bit of the, co the comedy because Brad Dourif is hilarious, but like, it's just, I don't know, it's it's awesome. And it's like this thing that has struck a chord that has lasted for a little decade, which I think is fucking amazing. With me and Teddy Ruxpin, I, I had that fear because I played Ozzy Osbourne on him. I played Slayer. <laughs> We're edgier. Uh, Dustin, let's hear from you. Yeah, so I uh, actually was kind of introduced to this movie uh, kind of late. I was, I think, maybe like 13 or 14. So um, I watched a bunch of other like horror movies before this. But like for saying that it's so relatable. Yeah, it's even still relatable. Like till this day, everybody like I have a son. Like he's like obsessed with like horror movies and stuff. And he loves Chucky, but he won't watch the movie. But he has like a, a Build-A-Bear that has like the Chucky uniform and stuff on him. And like now my <laughs> my fiance, we watched this movie. Um this is her first time viewing it uh, a couple of weeks ago. And now she's terrified of having anything in the house now. She's <laughs> like, it's just going to come alive. And like, I don't want my son Logan to like be 
anywhere near that, but he's been asking for a Chucky doll, a real one for like months now. And I'm going to be the the good, well, I guess you can say bad parent and I'm actually going to buy him one. Shh, don't tell her that. Um, um, but yeah, this movie is, is great. As long, like if you have to line this up with like other slashers, I would say that, um, especially what you were saying with like, the continuity. Yeah. This has been the same throughout all of its movies all the way until the TV show. Yeah. You know, like everything just keeps, it stays in its lane. It doesn't really go anywhere else. Um, and for the time, like the effects are amazing as well. Um, I love everything about this movie. I love the aesthetic. I love the music. I just love the way it looks. I love how the shots are done. Everything about this movie, I love. And every time I watch it, I'm never bored. Um, so that's pretty much all I have to say about this film because it, it really just speaks for itself. Um, I have a fun little story. Um, I was about eight-ish, nine when this film came out, showing my age. My brothers are four years younger than me, and they had the My Buddy dolls. Do you think those things ever got fucking played with after they watched Child's Play with me? No. Um, but what was really cool, um, moving on to a Chucky doll, is my mom, uh, um, as we all know, worked at a local mom-pop video store. And when they were doing, back in the day, they used to do these really fucking cool like promo stuff in there and she came home with a bag full of chucky dolls um that you know the the promotional stuff that and so my brothers had you know chucky dolls that mysteriously disappeared uh i kept mine for a really long time and she gave some to my cousins who like burned it tortured them like they were terrified so uh so yeah i actually had a chucky doll and the my buddy dolls like yeah they nailed that but uh that's all i had to say for now Sean dead? Well, I just wanted to touch on what Patrick said. You know, as a child growing up in the 80s, you know, I, I, I was right there. I had the Teddy Rubskin. Rub, rub I had the Glow Worms. I had Cabbage Patch Kids, you know. Uh, my grandma had these creepy-ass porcelain dolls. And so it was like anything involving, you know, some sort of, like, fucking killer doll scared the shit out of me, you know, and along the lines of this with Puppet Master as well, like just seeing shit like that, like that terrified me as a kid. Um, and growing up as I've gotten older, you know, I, you know how you get older, you start to view films in a different light. And so then I'm like, fuck, it's a little fucking doll. Like I could kick the shit out of this fucking thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's not going to scare but but it's still like it's the for now it's now it's the nostalgia factor for me and it every time i watch this film it reminds me of that feeling i got when i was a kid and how creepy and terrifying it was after watching it and like i never looked at those dolls the same like Quick question it, it, you're going to mm -hmm. tell me that Brad Dorf's voice in this doesn't give you the chills though oh no it does i mean Brad Dorf's fucking amazing I will and, and say, his, though, like... And his voice is amazing. Everybody says that, the whole thing of him being small. He clearly has the strength and, like, weight of a full-grown man. Like, oh, yeah. he is a oh, formidable absolutely. creature, is all absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Supernatural. But, I mean, you know, we're talking about grown-ups, you know, and you got this little two-foot doll running around. Like, I could fucking punt that thing across the room. You think? <laughs> you think? But, you like, think. Chris Randon is a badass. He's like right. a badass of badasses. He gets fucking murked by that motherfucker. Like, yeah. his, oh, his, his car is fucked up forever. I, I'm sure we're going to go in deep on Chris Sarandon. 
Right, oh, Katie. yeah. You know me. <laughs> That's an interesting phrasing. All right, go ahead. Uh, not like that. I'm no. <laughs> um, John already set it up because he said he's going to pump Chucky across the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who would like to go next? Sure. Okay, Erica. Uh, so I. I had just uh, in the past seen bits and pieces of some of the later sequels in this franchise and had not seen the original. So based on the awfulness of the particular sequels I saw, I had no desire whatsoever to see this movie for the longest time. And then I finally, uh, finally watched it, I don't know, a couple years ago and was very pleasantly surprised by it um like of course yeah like as everyone has mentioned brad Dourif is great he is one of my favorite actors um chris sarandon is awesome as well um so i mean i, I was very i i did end up liking uh, the, this original entry in the franchise quite a lot and the special effects were they still hold up they were so impressive for the time um the the level of expressiveness that they they put in that doll's face um and like these lifelike expressions is is just super cool to watch um so yeah i i um uh, i have very positive uh, feelings overall about this even though i think the representation of voodoo is a bunch of hot shit but well, we yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um dave and crystal well, the only thought I had at the beginning of watching this was that the whole plot of the movie is predicated on the fact that the killer just happened to stumble into a toy store, you know, after he got shot. And I was thinking to myself, like, what, how could the movie have been different if he had stumbled into a different kind of store? Like, what if he stumbled into like a pet store and was, and was like down by the budgies, you know, as he was dying? This could have been a totally different movie. And I want to see that movie. I want to see, you know, Brad Dorff put his soul into like a budgie and it goes around killing people. I'm just saying, <laughs> if anybody's out there a, screen, a screenwriter, I want, I want to see that. I want to see that movie. But if he stumbled in a uh, sex shop and sold it to the dildo, that'd be a totally a different dildo that calls you a filthy <laughs> slut. You felt like a talking dildo. You felt. I, I think some people would be into that. I think that they though. have those. I think they've got those. They probably do. Some yeah. people are yeah, rough yeah. talk. You could have for everything. Instead of child, instead of child's play, call it woman's foreplay. Are, are we sure there's not a porn version of this, like all the other horror movies we've got? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Rule 34. Movie called Child's Play. I don't know how to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wash my own mouth out now. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I need to scrub some brain cells on this one. Um, let's see. For me, you guys are talking about older siblings or that you mess with younger siblings. I had demented parents. Um, my parents were really young. I saw this movie um, when I was five. And I had a My Buddy doll. I didn't want the My Buddy doll. I wanted the kid's sister doll, just because that's how I rolled. But um, so my parents, in their demented ways, decided that they were going to show me this movie. And it fucked me up to the point where I wouldn't touch the My Buddy doll. I didn't want anything to do with the My Buddy doll. And my parents would bring the My Buddy doll out when I would get in trouble and be like, the doll's going to get you if you don't behave. It's fun being a parent. It's <laughs> fucked up is what it is. <laughs> but... 
you know, so then it became such a panic that like at night when I was going to bed, no Care Bears could be out, no glow worms could be out, my Cabbage Patch couldn't be out, Teddy Rubskin couldn't be out, Barbies couldn't be out, G.I. Joes couldn't be out. Fucking nobody had time off, vacation days. No, you were going in the closet. I had to see that shit locked up. Nobody. My buddy ruined vacation for everybody. So when you saw Toy Story, you were just horrified. You were just like... No, (laughs) Toy Story was all right for me for whatever reason. I guess Chucky just ruined that shit. But uh, no, Chucky fucked me up all the way around. Um, mm -mm. No, um, because uh, I'll get into it a little bit later, but uh, a little bit more traumatic was um, someone in my hometown that looked like Chucky. My parents took it a little bit (laughs) Was it AJ Styles? (laughs) <laughs> no, you know, I don't live that far from AJ Styles, but um, but no, we're gonna talk about um Chucky after he gets thrown into the fireplace. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I tell you, my parents were a little on the diminished side with this fucked up movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then it doesn't help being a ginger and everything, and then you're going through a school. Everybody's talking about, oh, there's fucking Chucky coming down the hallway. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, if you get your ass kicked saying something like that to me. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rob. So, um, with Child's Play, uh, I believe I stated it before, uh, way, going way the far back into the first season. But, like, this was the film that, like, was, like, the first horror film that, like, I loved. Because uh, I, I really wasn't into horror by this point. And, um, like, it, it used to scare me. Like, I, I used to run out the room if I fucking the theme song to Tales from the Dark Side played on the television. I was terrified of fucking horror movies. But it was like, Child's Play is that movie, like, where it's one of those gateway kind of horror movies. Because it's kind of, like, fucking manipulative in the way that uh, you got this cute-looking fucking doll and shit. And, uh, you know... And of course, like like you said, uh, I had a Teddy Ruxpin, and um, I didn't have a good um, a good guy doll. Um, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my uh, my buddy, but I did have like a fucking uh, 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 um, Donatello Ninja Turtle doll that was I like laugh. about laugh. yeah, w- which was about that fucking height and yep. shit. And then it was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude, like <laughs> Donnie, you going into the fucking closet? No, I, I can't fucking do it. Um, but yeah, like. It, this was the first one though that I was just I became enamored with, like as a horror film, which basically started my uh, ascent or descent, however you want to look at it, into horror fandom and and horror films, which of course led me into other stuff. Um, it was the first one I watched a lot, uh, especially because WPIX used to play it all the fucking time. Um, they used to play Child's Play a lot. So I saw Child's Play a lot as a kid, you know what I'm saying? Because parents, my parents were just like, you know, my father was in the back watching baseball and shit. My mother was doing work. So uh, I just had run to the TV. So like, you know, hey, they showing Child's Play again. <laughs> Let's check this out, you know? Hey, you know, they're not fucking worried about it. They used to let me watch Total Recall and, and Robocop and shit at like six years old and shit. They weren't fucking worried about me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
But uh, yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. Um, I got to give a shout out to Tom Holland, who did an incredible job uh, putting this movie together because it's like, I, I will give the second one credit that that's the, my favorite one in the franchise is Child Play 2 because it's more that's of a, a frequent um, shout yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's more of like a, you know, straight up slasher. But this one's more of like a classical thriller. Like, you could get the sense that, like, they were probably like, ah, oh, you know, we don't want to be just like every other slasher. We'll just do some classical thriller elements, you know. But uh, he he is just a slasher movie villain. He's just more entertaining than most. Um, uh, and he, he does a fantastic job with it. You know, of course, you know, going back to Fright Night, he did a fantastic job on that. And, uh, uh, his his uh, screenwriting on um, uh, was a Psycho Two, which is a favorite of mine as well. I love Psycho Two, and you know just got to got to give it to Tom Holland because he did an amazing job. And yes, uh, also the the articulation of the Chucky doll, his movements is, is incredible. Shout out to uh, Kevin Yeager, um, who's one of my favorite makeup effects artists. Uh, the way that man like it's weird too because I think he's the best at portraying flesh on screen, like he makes flesh look really fucking good when it comes to like makeup effects, which is a weird thing. Like, I mean, if, if you want a perfect example, look at the, uh, his work on a uh, face off with the, uh, the whole uh, face, uh, face off the, you know, <laughs> the whole point of the fucking movie, <laughs> the face off, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, yeah, I love Kevin Yeager. And of course, uh, uh, Catherine Hicks, who um, is, is uh, magical in the movie as the lead. Uh, Chris Sarandon is, is fantastic. Also, uh, shout out to Chris Sarandon because he was the one who was supposed to be billed first because uh, he was the bigger star. And he and he did, um, gave up his uh, main credit to Catherine Hicks because he felt like she was the main character. She was the heart and soul of the movie. So he was like, no, you should be billed first. So shout out to him for that. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Child's Play is one of my all-time favorites and this fucking movie rules. The whole franchise rules, like Patrick said. Um, well, maybe not Cult of Chucky. That one. That's time. okay. I'll gra- I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah, Cult of Chucky is just like, uh, but they rebounded with that Chucky series. Yes. Awesome. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Child's Play rules. If you consider Cult of Chucky like the, just a setup for the Chucky series, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. yeah. If, if 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 it gets a pass because it, you know if if you look at it like that, it gets a pass. But yes. uh, yeah, Cult of Chucky is, in my opinion, the weakest one. Yeah. That's also yeah widely believed on that um yeah. mac let's hear from you um i have three things to touch on because people said some stuff <laughs> um, that is that is a very interesting analogy because that movie scared the shit out of me and you know i don't fuck with horror movies like that yeah right <laughs> wow i didn't even think about it the other way like you loved it so much it got you into horror <laughs> dandy <laughs> What you were saying about uh, Brad's voice, 100% correct. That scream when he gets set on fire. Oh, my God. I, like, I've watched this movie so many times recently because I usually watch whatever I'm going to talk about, even if I know it. And I'm like, yo, these screams are bananas. And then Sean, 100% right. My wife said the same thing. She was like, yo, just pour gasoline on this little nigga. I was like, <laughs> and she was like, yo, you just kick him. Just kick him and get him out of here. And I think it was a point I brought up over on Ian's show. Chucky is uh, the OG on some like sneak tip. If he sneak you, he's going to get you. Right. Mm-hmm. If he come at right. you. Yeah. Yo, I'm 380. I am punting the <laughs> shit 
out of this <laughs> little motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's how he it's how he comes at you. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on those. OK, Rob, your hands up. Yeah, um, def- definitely the what Max said. Um, that That's uh, something that I think puts Chucky above a lot of slasher movie villains is that he's a master of stealth, particularly in the first three, before we get to Brian Chucky and his face is all fucked up. Uh, like, he, he's, he's the perfect slasher movie villain because he literally can be anywhere and you wouldn't pay him any fucking mind because you're like, who's going to pay attention to a doll? He'll, you roll, know? he'll roll under the couch, bro. <laughs> yeah, he'll like, you know Everybody's like, oh, look at the cute little doll and shit. And he stabs you in the fucking face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then laughs about it, little motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, and, and I, I think that's, that's, you know, that's why one of the reasons he's endured, you know what I'm saying? Because not just because of the fact that he's like the perfect self-villain, but also due to Brad Dourif. Yes. You know, like, that's why I think a lot of people just said, fuck you, remake. I mean, of course, you had Mark Hamill, and of course, who is you know, the voice over God? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill is just an amazing, he, you know, not just because he's Luke Skywalker, but, you know. No, he's my Joker. Like, to me, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Day, he's my oh, Joker. Yeah, he's, he's he, Joker. Mark Hamill's great. <laughs> he, is, he is the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Heath Ledger. I love Jack Nicholson. But Heath, uh, Heath Ledger. Um, Mark Hamill is my definitive joker in in my opinion and uh like so like i was i, I still haven't seen a remake but like th- that's one of the reasons i want to say because hey it's mark hamill doing the voice but everybody was like fuck you, Where's Brad <laughs> well, you know? i think mark did a great job in the uh, remake yeah no he was good it just it's like just it's some of the other acting wasn't that great <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it just it, it, the, the problem with the remake, you know, my eyes, I haven't seen it yet, but it just makes no sense that this 13 year old kid would have a fucking uh, a, a doll like that. They should have just made him like one of those fucking like robotic dolls like that would make more sense, like, you know, clean and like like almost like a fucking iPod, which is dated anyway, because I don't think anybody uses iPods anymore. But like something clean like that, you know what I'm saying? No, like no, no 13 year old kid is having a fucking uh, a good guy doll in any way but um yo hold on hold on i'm sorry <laughs> when he took his doll to school there was a big ass kid walking in with one bro like literally right behind him that dude but dude was that was like enormous first grade bro no like, he was in first grade <laughs> not that other kid no the other kid was at least in fourth and he was and he was like in kindergarten like yeah and he was a kid like yeah, yeah baby like, that, 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 that other kid was like fucking first, second was grade. Gi- then he was giant for a first, second grader. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. Oh, kids get left back. They're stupid kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was one of them. Stop. <laughs> Patrick brings up a good point. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's why Chucky sits above the rest, mainly due to the fact that he's he's one like there's Freddy because he, Freddy gets you in your dreams, and then there's Chucky because Chucky literally can be anywhere and you wouldn't give him a second thought. The only person that's giving him a second thought is Andy because Andy knows the threat is there. Everybody else is like, ah, fuck this doll. You know what I'm saying? for life. And yeah, then he- that scene in the elevator. What a cute doll. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you said, the Andy thing, I was like, 
the thing that's kind of cool, I think, about the series is like by the point they get to the series, it's not just Andy. It's like there's like there's basically like an army. There's an army of Chucky's, but there's an army of like people that have survived Chucky now. Yeah, that yeah. Have like banded together as like the Avengers versus Chucky, where it's just like no yeah, one else but, believes us. We're yeah, gonna look, hunt this motherfucker. But look how long it took that to happen and shit. It was yes. decades before anybody yes. fucking like yeah, this motherfucker's a threat and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Chucky's killing everybody and nobody really notices it. It's just like, you know, like when he he strangled it, he strangles a motherfucker with a yo-yo string in part three. Like, that's how dangerous the motherfucker is. (laughs) Don't fuck with the Chuck. You know? (laughs) Which is a glorious death scene, by the way. Uh No, the 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 I, I will say though that's not even the good line in Parker. The best line is uh, nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going, <laughs> and that and, and that's why that's why Chucky's is is all timer. Okay, uh, Dustin, you're a guest. Let's hear from you next. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think everybody is like nailing all this stuff like right on the head, but just how relatable this is to like everybody and. The more also like the more I watch this movie, the more I just appreciate it. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it that much. I mean, I was frightened. I was still very, very young. Um, but uh, yeah, but just him Make like me feel old. Throw, yeah, <laughs> throw all like, the rest of the series. Is, it gets more comical and comical. So this is like the more like really in your face. I'm going to I'm going to try to scare you. I mean, they changed distributors after this movie. So I think it's another reason why kind of, you know, got a little more comical because they wanted to make it more of like a, a pop figure i guess you know like how like all the Very other slashes like were yeah they just really wanted to make another character like that and for it even still being around till this day and people are still relating to him and still discovering him and now he has a tv show that was i think phenomenal like one of the best tv shows out there in a while just because of all the surprises it had um but yeah all the the kill scenes in here are very good uh there are a few like okay that wasn't really necessary um uh takes and stuff in this film uh brad duroff obviously as you guys were saying he's just like a god in this movie and anything that he touches really he's just has that voice uh even like his daughter nowadays like she's knocking everything out of the park with like doing trying to mimic his voice and everything in, in the series and whatnot that fucked um, me up so bad. Like when they were like when she was playing young him, I'm like, this yeah. makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, he looks exactly. a lot like him too, which is yes, cool. I know. It's why I yeah, don't like yeah. it. I'm like, this is really weird. She yeah. looks a, a little too much like him. Yes, it's really weird. Yeah, there was. I think there was also like a behind the scenes thing of like her telling the rest of the cast how to do like Chucky's laugh and stuff. And I was watching. I was like, oh, okay. Well, you you definitely know what you're doing. I mean. You're definitely your um, father's daughter. He got everything that he has, and I hope that she has an amazing career outside of just Chucky. Because Brad's really just like he's known for other things, but he's really just Chucky. You know, he's done other things. And um, well, we, I, we talked at length about The Exorcist three, and really yeah. that whole show was us talking about Brad Dourif. Yeah, who, he's amazing in that the too. Gemini yeah. Killer, you know, and yeah. Cuckoo's Nest. He got nominated for an Oscar for Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Oh, oh God, I was gonna bring that up too. Yeah, he's so also great. He, He's also the best thing about Rob Zombie's two Halloween movies. Yes, he yeah. is. Without yeah, a doubt. completely yes. nailing that right on the head, bud. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, but what else is there to really say about this movie? I mean, it just, it really speaks on itself and it does build up as a very good build up. It's not so in your face. Like, yeah, within like the five minutes, obviously you get, you get him being killed and whatnot, but just seeing how sweet Andy is and like, 
know that his mother is working all the time. And I was when I was watching with my fiance, she was like, I feel so bad for Andy. Like, I want to cry, you know, and it's like, I understand because he's so sweet and he plays it very well. I mean, you look at Alex now and he's just a badass going around in a, in a TV show, just doing whatever, you know. But yeah, in this movie, he sells it so well. Um, even in two, he does a pretty good job. But this one's very um, heartbreaking seeing him go through what he's going through, especially towards the end. But when he says, this is the end, friend, it just hits so goddamn hard every time I see that. Like, I just, I feel empowered. I'm just like, damn, this kid knows what's up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's such a great film. Everything about it is great. The, the effects, uh, the acting is like a way above average. This has some heavy hitters in it. Um, the scenes are great. Every time it shows like New York City and it goes into like the alleyways, it's, it just feels so dirty and you feel dirty. Uh, it's just, I love this movie so much. I, I can't like recommend this anymore. So if anybody hasn't seen Child's Play, please go watch this one at least. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to um, rapid fire a couple things uh, really quickly. Uh, one, uh, we talked about, why won't it, okay, there we go, sorry, technical difficulties, um, but we talked about, you know, the great performances in this, and we know of my deep love for Chris Sarandon, who worked with Tom Holland with, in Fright Night, who Rob and I both were like, like, we'll take turns with him, because he's yes. so fucking hot. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Even even in The Princess Bride, which was the year before this, smoking hot, even as a horrible asshole. I was like, damn, he's hot, though. <laughs> Prince Humperdinck. Because I've always been that girly girl who likes horror. So it's like, just, they call it pastel goth now. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to, to say Chris Sarandon is fucking great in this. Like, just fucking great. And I and I did like what what Rob pointed out that he wanted Catherine Hicks to be up there, and that's my next point um, as top billing because I'm a mom. I've been a mom um, as I posted in chat. Uh, my daughter's going to be 22. I've been a mom for a long time, and we talk about adult horror, you know, like stuff that we enjoyed when we were younger. But now that we're parents or we're older, it kind of hits a little different. And you know, I didn't really give the mom a whole lot of thought when I was a kid, but now as a mom. I'm like, that moment, the, the, the quote that I did, which is, you know, very famous from this movie, you know, you stupid bitch, you filthy slut, you know, that one, because um, she realizes there's no fucking batteries in there, and she's been yelling mm -hmm. at her kid and thinking her kid might be a murderer, which is kind of a cool mystery element in there. Um, well, it was intentional, it was intentional to be, like, more of a mystery element, but, you know. Yeah. It still has good mood, but like I, I completely empathize with her character as the mother, because as a mom, you know you're in this logical mode all the time, and she just nails it. She really, really sells me on it. And what to say about Brad Dorf that hasn't been said? I don't know. I'm <laughs> gonna try. Um, like I said, when we did The Exorcist three, all we did was talk about Brad Dorf, who is literally in the movie for like what ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah. Just completely makes the fucking movie yeah. and uh, just his voice and when he was doing because they had to record all of his voice acting ahead of bless time you. so they could um yeah bless you um so they could match the animatronics to it um and i guess you know when he was recording it he was like acting out the actions 
that Chucky was doing when he recorded it. And, like, like whatever he was doing, he did it right. Um, like, his voice is so iconic. And, you know, like, like we said, we love Mark Hamill. And we like him doing his other great voice acting. But, but, I mean, Brad Dorf owns this. And, uh, yeah, so, uh... I wanted to ask Erica something very quickly. Did you know that Andrew Deboff was up for the Brad Dorf role? Yes. I had no idea about that. Yeah, I was he was. That. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that'd be yeah, an interesting conversation to have with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking, yeah, I, huh? <laughs> I should ask him about that. <laughs> yeah, him, uh, John Lithgow, uh, Gary Oldman. But I was like, Andrew Deboff? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I think, I think he could have done a great job with it. I think you know? I think they I all could have. I mean, it yeah. would have been interesting, especially Lithgow. Right, Lithgow. Well, he's such a buried performer. He he's got such mm -hmm. a you know uh, a resume. He can do just about anything. But you yeah. know, when we think about Andrew Deboff, like just in Wishmaster, like the voice, you know, like yeah, like yeah. that was good. Was he has really such good. a great voice and such a great cadence. So I mean, yeah, I, I'd be curious, like when you hear about these like potential casting choices for different films, I always kind of wonder, you know, in some alternate reality, what those movies would have been like with those other actors. Yeah. Because like, I know that we can't people. imagine it, it being anybody other than Brad Dorov. Mm. Yeah. tried that with Mark Hamill. Lose the, um, the interview tapes and the auditions. Let's hear those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be interesting. But, uh, but Andrew if he had created the role, I think we, we, we would still be talking about this, but yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because Brad, created it and it has that voice um you know it, it makes it super special um, you know you know devolf could have did the streaming scenes if you ever watch another 48 hours that's all oh, yeah. andrew devolf does in <laughs> another 48 hours is fucking of, scream you're right. i want the fucking angry, ice man <laughs> angry screaming yeah it's true <laughs> okay uh david crystal oh crystal okay yeah, it was me. I was going to ask about the Andrew, Andrew Devolf thing. Um, what I found interesting about this movie, since we're talking about voices, was that um, Tom Holland initially wanted uh, for uh, Chucky's voice when it's the good guy was June Foray. And she is the voice of uh, Rocky the Flying Squirrel from uh, Rocky, Rocky Bullwinkle, yeah. uh, Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes, Granny from Looney Tunes. Like, she is a classic uh, voice actress. Um, who, Chatty who, Cathy? Yes. Who, and Talkie Tina in Twilight Zone. Right. Oh, oh. Fuck yes. Talkie yeah. Tina. That scared the shit in you, the child. <laughs> it right. scares me. Which, that's what Tom Holland, that was kind of the direction they wanted to go with, with the regular voice of good guys, but they could not get her uh, for some reason. I think she, she was on a, a different, um, a movie or something at the time and couldn't do it. Um, but just imagine, you know, in that parallel universe, June Foray doing the, the good guy voice. Yeah, she yeah. was the female male blank, you know, who did all the voices of like every yes. character. Yes. So impressive resume. Right. Uh, just 
wonderful actress. Uh, and I love how this movie is so suspenseful. And for the first 45 minutes of this movie, you don't see Chucky do anything. It's kind of playing mind games with you of, is it really Chucky or is it Andy doing, doing everything? So that is, uh, that's, that's kind of what I like about this and how that leads up to kind of, you great know. mood and great suspense. Any good slasher has them. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Patrick. Actually, I, mean, I was going to about something else. But oh, like, Dave. Okay, he pointed to sorry. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, Patrick, I, we'll get back to you. I just wanted to say that it's, it's interesting to see, we were talking about Chris Sarandon, who I noticed at the beginning is wearing two turtlenecks at the same time. I don't know how to pull that <laughs> off, but. He's Chris uh, Sarandon. He can rock he, it, man. He, he can pull it off. If anybody could pull it off. But, he, was you know, doing, he was doing his best Jeff Fahey impression. <laughs> we're used to seeing him as the heavy, like in Fright Night and, uh, and, uh, and the Princess Bride. But has anybody seen 1976's Lipstick? Uh, yes. I, I can't look really at Chris that, yeah. in the same way after seeing that movie, man. My, my mother either. I remember bringing this up to you, Candy, because, uh, you know, our, our love of favorite Chris Sarandon. And I was like, my mother does not like Chris Sarandon. She's like, why? Because, because of lipstick. lipstick. She saw Lipstick. And she fucking cannot stand Chris Sarandon because of lipstick. And I, I'm the same way. That's I think that's the first movie I ever saw Chris Sarandon in. And it's hard to uh, break your first impression of an actor, particularly in a role like that, but that's so impactful. Yeah, he's uh, such a fucking great scumbag. Oh, in that's that such a creepy role. Ooh, yeah. I just wanted to. He, I just wanted to see if anybody else would see lipstick. I guess Susan Sarandon felt yeah, the same way. It's been <laughs> aged, in it. Yeah, <laughs> it is creepy. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, he, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's a real piece of shit in that. Yeah, yeah, but he gets his comeuppance, doesn't he? Yeah, he never, he really does. Spoilers, spoilers for you know for lipstick. Uh, for a movie that's older than me. Yeah. 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 So, so that they're late to the party. Okay, uh, Patrick, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, Chris, but I, it, Chris Rennan, he's also Jack Skellington. So like, whatever. It's like he, there's yeah. a, he's a varied career. Yeah. Um, but my daughter, no. when we when we met Chris Rennan at Horrorhound, she had him sign something with Jack Skellington on it. I'm like. <gasps> But you know it's a generational thing. Dude, I mm -hmm. fucking love Jack Skellington. I love Never I mean, but... I do too, but he's, you know. But no, yeah, like the thing that Crystal was saying, I think that is actually like I guess that was like, the original point was like, oh, because a lot of things like I know that um, I mean Don Mancini has kind of shepherded the whole thing for like decades, but like a lot of the ideas that are uh kind of better are Tom Holland's. Yeah. And kind of made it the movie that it is. But I do, like, there was originally, I guess, in Don Mancini's, like, original, uh, like, script, there was, like, played with it more, the idea yeah. of whether or not Andy was the killer or if Chucky yeah. was the killer. And I was just like, but also, at the same time, there was also psychotic things where it was, like, he became, like, blood brothers with Chucky because the doll... It's yes. a fucking... Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a weird fucking script that, like, Tom Holland made such better choices. Like, I don't understand what the fuck Don Mancini was thinking. But, like, hell, he, he went on and made many, many great things. So it's fine. I don't... It's, I, I accept it. I, I will say that is that is not a bad idea with the whole like the, the the idea of the doll that it has like a blood flow circulation and like if it if the, the shit gets cut like you have to Who put band-aids on fuck I'm he, sorry it's a little going to buy up. their child a fucking bleeding goddamn doll Rob right, they, the, the, <laughs> dude, I think they buy, ask for it dude they buy dolls that piss themselves right that's yes, what I was gonna that's say different. the I've different been doing thing. that since like the 50s or the that's 40s that's a different thing 
the, the, the bleeding doll, my parents would have had a shit fit to end all shit fits. But um, my mom would have gotten high and laughed about it. It's like the thing I was going to say before is like because like Rob mentioned the WPIX thing, which is legit. But um, the main thing I remember is uh, the fucking video box slash poster, which it's like just that picture of Chucky with like the fucking like scar on his face, like missing part of it, like getting ready to fucking stab you. That ruined my life. Like that in and of itself, like that planted the seed that like there was nothing they really could have showed me in the movie that could have been worse than the movie that they gave me in my head when I saw that fucking poster. Like that was what scared me more than anything. Cause like everything else, like every other like, horror poster, like it's really like, like, like the Friday 13th ones are all like very like just the mask in various iterations. And then when Elm Street ones are all like paintings that are very esoteric. And then like, you mean like the Halloween ones are just weird Jekyll lantern bullshit. But like this like gives you fucking Chucky in his final form. Well, not his final final form because fuck. But like that's burned to a crisp. Chucky because like, his second to last form, and it's fucking terrifying. Like I because this came out. I want to say when I was like four or five. Yeah. And like so, like a four or five year old. Holy fuck, man! Like I was amazing. I think like uh, I want to say Alex Vincent is like a year older than me. Um, but yeah, like. To a child, that's thing. Like that's the thing. That, in context, that's the thing. Is like that's I, another the reason I think this movie kind of endures. It's kind of like I remember like um, when I worked in a video store, and um, whenever somebody would mention Tremors, anyone who was like at that point, because this was like when I was in my twenties, like everybody that was in, like in their twenties when like uh, Tremors was brought up, was like that's one of the first scary movies I ever saw. It's like there are certain movies that are like every like kid saw and was like it left an impression and like Child's Play. That's the I think that's the reason that it does kind of keep going on for decades and decades because it just it planted a seed in the collective subconscious. But I feel like it starts with that goddamn poster, that terrifying motherfucking poster. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> you you had the Child's Play poster. I had the poster of the Kiss. <laughs> Y'all remember that movie with jo- Joanna Bakuya with uh, I remember like, it. And Mary the Salad. Yeah. We used to we used to frequent a, a video store called um, Bondi's, and like in order to get to the video store portion of it, you had to go down into the basement, and they would have like whoever was running this fucking store was a, obviously a horror movie fan because they had horror posters everywhere, and to, to they on the ceiling of like this this the, the 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 stairway to the basement, they had a poster of the Kiss right above. And that poster was terrifying and shit. And I would have to fucking close my eyes and just to get down so I could rent my fucking He-Man tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I-, I wanted to touch on something Candy said, which was uh, the the scene where um, Karen discovers that Chucky does not have batteries in him. Which yeah. in my which in my opinion is probably the most tension filled scene in the movie. Thank mm-hmm. you. Just just the way like you know she's about to throw out the box and the batteries fall out and that sudden mm-hmm. turn to Chucky sitting by himself in the living room and then you got uh, the that wonderful score playing uh, what's his name Joe Ranzi- Ranzetti I believe is his name who also did the score for I believe uh, the Exterminator. And it's, he's just fantastic composer. And uh, it's just that when you realize, ah, oh, shit. I mean, because we all know Chucky's alive. But yeah. It's, it's, 
it, it, it's but not now a we secret. know she's about to find out. Right, right. Like, you know, it, it's it's we know it and we're waiting for her to, you know, figure it out. And I, I just tweeted about this. That's one of my fucking horror tropes that I hate is the fucking skeptic in a movie yeah. like, you know, who's trying to find logic in a situation where it doesn't fucking exist. But it's a mom thing. Yeah, it, it, no, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you want to believe your child. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, every the thing is that he's saying is fantastic. So it's like, you know, you as a logical person, it's not adding up. But then when it really hits you, it's just like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, that that slow walk over to him, like, you know, when she walks over in her hooker boots. Right. Which is always, my sister has found funny, is like, this bitch is walking with hooker boots throughout the whole entire goddamn movie. <laughs> hey, they make your legs look good. Yeah, no, no, she looks great in them, but she never takes them fucking off throughout the entirety of the movie. Like, you don't have any I other shoes. like that made my legs look good. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like uh, uh, that, that's why I wanted to give credit to Tom Holland because he he really you know found like because anybody else uh, you know could have I I don't know at that time who could have made it work as well as he did they 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 may have been a few but he he makes it work like it, it extraordinarily well. Like and and like you know there's there's seasons of suspense before that but that's the one where it's just like it really comes to a head the tension also the scene where he tries to strangle uh, Mike in the car and uh, <laughs> his line his line in that when he wraps the wires around his neck good night asshole mm. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he fucking says it the too. strangle bothers me less than like the fucking knife coming up from like oh yeah, yeah I was he tried, that's so knife. much worse yeah just trying to stab him in the balls and shit. And that like, scene was a little wild, though. It, it I think is. He would have got. I was going like 120 miles Word, an hour the whole like, time. Right. Yeah. What, what's also crazy is that the the sounds Chris Sarandon is making. Ah! <laughs> you are putting a knife up through my seat near any part of the same my body. I'm gonna scream like a little girl. I'm yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Jump out. I had to fuck with him. Little too less. No, like, and 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 I love that's that's why I think. This movie works so well was because he, Holland is able to find suspense in in, in you know scenes where it's like you know it literally in somebody else's hands it probably could have just been silly, you know and I think that's why the series works as well is because you know you saw what Holland did and you took it from there. Um, I think it probably works best in two, like especially in the the the, the climax and the. In the fucking Chucky factory, the like the good guy doll factory, like that so whole good. The fucking. I, I remember discussing this with Ian before, where we were talking about like how the fucking the chase through like the the maze of fucking uh, good guy doll boxes and shit is probably a better sequence than the the chase through the hedge maze and the Shining. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I will agree with you. Yeah, like yeah, like I'm on board. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, I I mentioned to Ian, I'm probably the first person in the in the history of the world to have fucking said that publicly and meant it <laughs> and not give a fuck about any repercussions about it but it's true like you know like i, I think it, it works best like in this in the sequel but it all starts with holland you know what i'm saying like the he he did a fantastic job and i also wanted to point out that it's it's it i just realized that he he loves those movies about like the story of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Because Fright Night is very much like that. Yep. Well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. They're both yeah. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. 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 And like, I think he works best with that. Like, oh, of course, uh, I, I do like thinner, but it's, it's not as good. I like um, thinner, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Thinner is just eh, it falls apart uh, like halfway through, but that's not his fault. Um, uh, I also do love uh, Fatal Beauty with uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Sam Elliott and Brad Dourif, who plays the the drug dealing scumbag in that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the 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 fucking final uh, uh, action moment in that movie is fantastic. Uh, I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen Fatal Beauty because I want y'all to see it. But there, there, there's there, there's an exchange between Whoopi Goldberg and Brad Dourif at the end of Fatal Beauty and it's fucking amazing action movie moment. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom Holland is is a really a fantastic director and writer as well. But as Patrick said, that um, the best ideas for the series that have remained with the series since is due to Tom Holland. You know, although, you know, Don Mancini deserves all the credit in the world for keeping up with that and just keeping the series as fresh as possible. You know, but uh, yeah, so, yeah. Tom all... Mancini is great. Like, there's, I'm yeah. not taking anything away, anything away from him. What I'm saying, I just like I, talk, I think, just think Tom Holland has kind yeah. of gotten not like erased per se, but like, yeah, it, it became Mancini's franchise. Which I mean, yeah, it's he's the shepherd of it. But I feel like, yeah, the thing you said, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I want to point out. Like, all credit go, should go to, um, I mean, as Mancini as well, but a lot of the credit should go to Holland as well because he's a reason why Chucky has endured partially, you know, for so long because, you know, everything is set up perfectly and everyone just took the lead from there and, uh, you know, in, in the series from, from there on point. Okay, uh, Sean and Den? Well, I just wanted to talk about some of the backlash that came from this film. Mm-hmm. Um, of course had, there was. Yeah, of course. Um, and you see this with, with you know, several different horror films. Um, you know, when this film came out, they had protests outside of MGM Studios uh, in, that this they wanted to ban the film because they thought this was going to incite violence in children, um, which led to MGM like pretty much disowning the film, um, which led to Universal picking it up. You had uh, a murder case of a 16-year-old girl who was tortured and killed, and apparently the gang leader played uh i'm chucky wanna play over and over when they were like torturing her and shit and you see this quite a bit you know i remember when we did maniac we talked about a lot of the backlash uh that came out you know when that film was released um well maniac's a whole different beast well no you're right you're right also, also the, not to cut you off, Sean, but uh, you could also add Silent Night, Deadly Night. I was about that. to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Silent Night, like uh, I remember, a guy was a, she was a teenager at that time, and she wanted to see Silent Night, Deadly Night so bad, and like her father had forbade her from seeing it. Like, oh, you're fucking seeing a serial killer Santa, and you know, like, and if it wasn't for the protest on Silent Night, Deadly Night, the Silent Night, Deadly Night would have actually went on to beat because it was released around the same time as Nightmare on Elm Street, and it would have actually beaten it at the box office. It, it would have made more money than it, but they, you know, TriStar pulled it from theaters and shit because of the protest, you know, which is, you know, fucked up beyond all imagine because... But you know, we needed Nightmare on Elm Street to, to be what it was. I, I know, but, uh, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night's a very fucking movie, you know. I agree. But, Thank yes. you, thank you, Dusty. Yes. Thank you, I appreciate that. I also thoroughly enjoy the film. Is that no, no, no. I know, no, Patrick. I know you and me. You know, we've talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night all the time. You know, what I'm saying, well, maybe not all the time, but we've talked about it quite a bit. But you know, like, go. You just just wanted to add on to what 
Sean was saying about fucking protesting on horror movies, fuckers. <laughs> no shit. Get a fucking get a hobby. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, fuck off. Leave, leave our movies alone, you scumbags. They're, they're yeah, protesting they our movies it, so as like, they're, as yeah, they're the, the old like stay in your fucking lane. Like the, protest something, the more people are like, oh fuck, I gotta go see this. Exactly. So worst, like you don't know that yet. The worst one was fucking Cisco and Ebert when they reviewed it Ugh. and they fucking shamed every cast yeah. and crew member on it. Like yeah. I, 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 I like Ebert. Uh, I think he was a fantastic reviewer, but like, dude, go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, we've said that before, and um, we brought up Maniac in chat, and yeah, they were responsible for people going, "Yeah, I need to go fucking see Maniac now," because yeah. it's like they straight up went it banned. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. I remember. Um, uh, uh, I'll get it really quick, but uh, when the remake of Black Christmas came out on Christmas Day, and I, and I wanted to see it with I, and my father was like, why would you go see that? I hope that movie bombs. This fucking, uh, you know, releasing movie on Jesus' birthday. And I was like, Dad, calm the fuck down, please. <laughs> yeah, it's not don't that serious. Like it, don't do it. <laughs> Other people do. Um, Sean, were you done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Dustin. Yeah, sure. Um, I just wanted to bring up: is, Do we have any love here for um, Aunt Maggie at all? Um, yeah, I've yeah. honestly empty nest lady. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I've been up in the air with her a lot. Every time I watch this, sometimes I like really like her, sometimes I I really don't. But uh, I was rewatching it today, and I was really paying attention to how she acts towards Andy, and it's so hard to understand if she even like likes this kid or she hates Andy because she flip flops her emotions with him all the time, like. Okay, Andy, are you okay? And then, like, nope, you need to go to bed. Grabs the doll and is like swinging it around and everything. I mean, she kind of, you know, gets what, yeah. what, what what's coming to her for doing that. Um, but, you but know, I don't know that being really, dropped out of a I mean, fucking window is like really like the adequate punishment for yeah. that. No, no. <laughs> well. Wait, but can, can this I, is clearly a woman who does not have children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to add to that, Kevin Yeager was extremely pissed at her for the way she held the doll because she actually ripped the doll's arm. Oh, and, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, you could see it fucking when it's twisting. Dang she thing. ripped it. Yeah, she I actually ripped it. And, and Kevin Yeager was pissed. Like, you fucking ruined the doll's arm, you stupid bitch. Damn, man. Work you put in that? Yeah, like, you know, they get pissed off at that. Like, uh, I remember yeah. uh, we were talking it's like expensive. Ma- yeah, makeup artists, they work hard on that shit. And when you fucking mm-hmm. ruin the design and the, and the effect and shit, they, 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 you know, like, dude, we spent hours, days, weeks working on this shit and you fucked it up and shit because you didn't know how to hold it correctly. Like, uh, I know um, we talked about this on the American Werewolf in London episode where uh, Griffin Dunn knocked out the teeth of the fucking werewolf um, puppet and shit that was attacking him. And Rick Baker was fucking furious. Like, he, so he put in harder, sharper teeth. So when they reshot the scene, they fucked like it was really hurting Griffin Dunn. Like as as revenge for that shit. Like you motherfucker, this is what you get. You know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, the, the but Empty Nest Lady is great in the, in the movie. Yeah, I like I said, like I always like flip flop with her. But today, I, I don't know. I just I really didn't like her for some reason. I mean. She did get hit in the head with a toy hammer. I don't. I know toys hurt, and I know that you no know, Chucky has like you no know, some pretty good strength there and whatnot. But I don't think 
Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, right out the window was like super necessary. I think right. she goes flying out oh, my head by a car. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I have not been expecting hits and taking those hits way harder than I would have normally. Like, I mean, yeah, that's it's true. like getting sucker punched. Yeah. To be fair, I've knocked someone out of a window like that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought we were going to learn something. I don't something. know. I mean, like, you don't want to. To be fair. I, I, I think she, it was more of this, the, you know, she was more stunned by it. Anything mm. by like, you know, seeing yeah. Chucky on top of standing and on top really of the counter, clumsy, like, apparently. Fuck yeah, because she was also wearing hooker boots. That's why. But also, uh, shout out to this movie for killing fucking uh, uh, Mr. McGee from The Incredible Hulk. Um, because Mr. <laughs> oh, McGee yeah. was a fucking asshole to David Banner and The Incredible Hulk throughout the entirety of the series. So I, I like seeing him get his brain fucking fried. You know, but, uh, you know he could. He could have took that off, bro. His hands weren't That's what done. I was gonna say. Why did you just like, take it off? Like he could have just snatched that off real quick. Off. Real quick. Ah oh, shit. Oh shit, that was close. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no, no, but you know why he didn't, right? You know why he didn't, right? Because of the script. Because it's yeah, in the yeah. script. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you right, dumb me. <laughs> okay, oh, um, Erica, let's hear from you. Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, I was uh, complaining a little bit earlier about the silly uh, voodoo plot. Like, I'm not initiated in voodoo, but I know some people who are, and there are just so many, like, fucking stupid things about this plot line. Ah, uh, they do it. I'm surprised no one picked that for a quote, to be honest. I thought about no, it. No, no, I'm not doing that shit. No, because they pronounced all the French wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's uh the idea that the um the the voodoo priest or or magician or whatever you would uh call him like has a voodoo doll of himself and also the idea of voodoo dolls, which is not (laughs) authentic concept, but it's like why on earth would you make one of yourself? And then, like, tell someone where you put it. It's like, that is not a psychopath. This guy's obviously psychopathic. Here's the voodoo doll that if you break its leg, it breaks my leg. The The effects were pretty cool. Like, I mean, the effects were awesome. I was I was all for those, um, you know, like the limb breaking special effects like that. That was a cool moment. Just the concept was so fucking stupid. I, yeah. I like that. I like that Chucky even mentions that to him. You shouldn't tell your customers where you hide things like this, John. Like, <laughs> great point. Yeah, point. yeah. I always had that as my quote. Like, with uh, you know, you know, I thought something that like this might happen. That's why I came prepared. What are you talking about? <laughs> your own personal mojo, Doc. Give me that. Sure. Oh. How you want it? Broken leg. <laughs> it is the funniest shit ever. It's hilarious. Yeah, it, it, it was it was wild. It's just like it, it's also just really cringe. Like Hollywood does not get African traditional religions right ever. No, no, no. <laughs> no way. No, like, the I don't, I don't would be very get... angry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I've I've always kind of been of the mind of like if you've got the power to like transfer your soul into a an inanimate object then you have the power to like shoot fireballs out of your ass like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah man i mean there's so many so many things that he could have done and like that's what he chose to do what the fuck i mean that sounds like a taco bell chipotle night (laughs) 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 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, definitely Taco Bell will fuck you up. <laughs> I don't and, even eat Taco that Bell. Volcano and, burrito. And, and I White Castle. Not eat Taco Bell. Yeah. White, you got, oh, you got to eat it responsibly. White yeah, Castle. <laughs> Like yeah, I had Taco Bell the other or, night. Or, or as we like to call murder burgers. <laughs> no, White Castle. You have to eat responsibly. We have Christmas yeah. down here. We can't be out here like a fat fuck. Oh, crave case. Nah. Well, okay, oh, man. Last time I ate White Castle burger was the day that we got married. We wanted a crave case, and I never ate it. Nah, you split it. You can eat responsibly, but a crave case to the face, like my fat ass would do. Nah. <laughs> no, me too. Crave me case too. to the face. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I, I definitely would do a crave case. That should have had you shitting your brains out that, the next day. The night I got married, yeah, I, I had made some mistakes. Yeah, we pretty much we pretty much rented that way. Context, context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only really rent those. And they yeah, smelled like, just as bad the other like, way. Uh, like, I, I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to picture Candy hugging the bowl like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> oh, those are the worst. We My marriage night. Yeah, like you your wedding night. Candy's just like, yeah, know, that was ah. that was our honeymoon. <laughs> you got the, she's, yeah. she's fucking white knuckling the fucking porcelain and, god. And, 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 and Sean is like, hurry up. Uh, hurry up. I gotta, I gotta go. go. Hey, I gotta go. Confession. Like you're confession. not coming anywhere near me. Confession. <laughs> I was the I was the only one that didn't get sick. Everybody oh, in the Ash house got sick, but because you and, ate like, responsibly. And you know what? You know what I was doing. You know what I was doing for the wedding and shit. And while, this motherfucker was the only one who didn't get sick. I'm while like, while everyone was getting sick, I was over here helping myself to the fucking sea salt caramel truffles. Mm-hmm. I will never mm-hmm. forgive you for that. And yeah. I will never got fucking forgive so you for pissed. that shit. Fuck yeah. you. I'm still mad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Candy, you Candy was like, lost you lost. Candy was like yeah. fuck you and everyone who looks so like you. So once the virus passed through me and I could never eat White Castle again, um, I went for those sea salt fucking truffles my mom brought me, and this motherfucker ate all of them and left me two hazelnuts. Marriage I'm like, it's life. bad enough that uh, you left the hazelnuts, but you only left me two. Married life. What the oh, fuck is wrong with yeah. My one. wife hates that shit. Like, she'll put shit away, and it'll be there for a couple of days, and I feel like anything longer than a day or two. Amen. <laughs> In the same okay, way, man. It, it's fair game. With the virus, and her mom brought her special candy. So then I'll give her Would four days. Would you fucking eat all of them? Okay, well, Sean didn't give me that. He was eating them while I'm puking up White Castle. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, shittiness, uh, let's... Hold on. Wait, one second. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to another actor who we did not mention, and that's the actor who played Eddie Caputo. Like, his name is escaping me at the moment. But I just wanted to give him a shout-out because... Um, he was the uh, bootlegger in the Seinfeld episode where uh, uh, Jerry had to fucking shoot the bootlegs. That and, was the uh, same guy. Yeah, that was the same guy. Holy but, shit! And he's also he's also the second Henry. Uh, They've been more um, than one Henry. Yeah, there was Michael Rooker and Henry yes. for the serial killer, yes. and then there he was Michael Rooker in return for the sequel. So he was second Henry. And uh, I had no recollection there was a sequel. Yeah, Henry to Edge of Insanity, which what is what the fuck uh, more story I is there after a Henry Bruder serial killer? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Patrick, I know. You're not a fan of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. No, I love that movie. It just terrifies me. But like, yeah, what but, the fuck story is there left to tell is my point. Like, no, let me let me tell you. Henry 2 is fucked up. <laughs> yes, because the original is such a it's a lovely ride. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Henry is my shit though. Like uh, I love it. It's just fucking horrifying. Yeah. Otis, don't do that. That's your sister. <laughs> 
But yeah, Henry II is fucked up, and he played Henry in that movie. So like, that's why I like, hey, it's Henry, Henry II. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Um, I know other people have their hands up, but we really have to get to reviews. So anything that needs to be said, uh, be sure to include it in your review because we do kind of go on about those. Um, and kind of touch on things that maybe we didn't get to, uh, but it is time for Sean's shitty reviews. Crystal, let's hear it. It's different every time. <laughs> I, I love it. I was about to say that. There weren't a lot of classic really bad reviews for this. Um, but there are some doozies. Um, and we're gonna start off with this first one and just wanna let everybody know they do throw the R word out there. So uh Aww. Oh yeah. Um what's the like R that. word? Retard. So uh okay. So this first one is from an idiot and an this, asshole. This first one's from Bleak twenty one. Uh not scary. This movie was so, so, so retarded. It was hardly considered scary. A doll kills people. Please, how much more stupid can it get? I don't think that the sequels were that scary either. Maybe if they didn't have him come back to life every time he was killed, it might actually make some money and actually be somewhat scary. Uh, it made money. Um, sorry, honey. <laughs> it wouldn't keep making them otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Steph- <laughs> Stefan KRS says, how is this a classic? This movie is terrible and completely just stupid, and it isn't even meant to be. It is completely serious, a killer doll. The movie is just so stupid, and for a slasher, the kills aren't any good. It isn't really that entertaining either, just really overrated, not really worth the watch. Uh, Film Togo says, toys are bad, don't buy them. Don't judge a book by its cover, especially not if it's a toy that is called Good Guy. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the way more family-friendly Jingle All the Way, Child's Play... Oh, no! Oh, dear God, no! Child's Play shows us... Child's Play shows us the really bad behaviors of a normal little kid that is influenced by TV commercials and consumerism. Uh, Red Flower Nemo says, uh, I was shaken when I saw it 30 years ago when I was 10. Now my daughter laughs out loud on it. I think it's really cheap. Um, I want to, like, bad review some of these fucking usernames. All right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, like, what was what was that one you just said, Sean? Red Flower. Red Flower Nemo. Yeah, you should be talking shit with a username <laughs> like Red Flower Nemo. Try again, honey. Uh, Kirsten A., Gives it one star. How are the scores so high? This was such a terrible movie. The acting wasn't great. The story was okay. But oh my god, the actual telling of the story was laughable. I get it. Chucky is a little goofy. But man, how did this get made? Uh, Farrah R. says this might this might have been good once, but today, in 2018, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The doll looks so fake, even a child wouldn't be so gullible as to be scared of it. And the story makes no sense. I'm giving Child Child's Play two stars because it made me laugh out loud better than any comedy did, and I really needed to lighten up after a long week. Good for you. Uh, Solace20 says, This movie sucks. This movie made no sense. And also, hi. 
Uh, Matthew, um, get some friends. Yeah, Matthew D says a poorly directed as well as poorly written B movie slasher flick. While there are some entertaining and unintentionally hilarious moments to be had here overall, Child's Play offers a unique premise and tries so hard to remove any ounce of terror from it. Hong L says the source of childhood nightmares, which I don't know how that's a one-star review, but... Right? Uh, Dill P, which I'm guessing the P stands for pickle. Uh, No. We hope. (laughs) As a person with an anxiety disorder, this film did not scare me in the slightest. I tried watching it as a comedy, and it became boring after 20 minutes. I have anxiety. This doesn't mean anything. What the fuck? (laughs) I the like world frightens me. Like, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. all three anxiety disorders, and and horror movies are controlled anxiety for me, so they're actually therapeutic. Right, right. Uh, Chris D, it's just a dumb doll murderer movie that's not really scary and has terrible acting. Get out. Ben D says, "Child's Play is an overrated horror movie that suffers from an overserious tone, a bad child performance, and a rather stupid bad guy." What? I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a stupid little doll that can't be more than three feet tall. I don't care if he's hard to kill and has the strength of a human. He should still be very easy to stop. Just kick it. It's not that hard, but for some reason, the people in this movie just can't seem to handle it, which makes them stupid and pathetic, kind of like this movie. And Ow. last, but certainly not least, Bill W. It's like Gremlins, but terrible. <laughs> well, I just cover gremlins any day. That's the worst comparison ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Like, like but terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, gremlins, gremlins is, is, is straight soul. up not great. And and Erica, I know you had mentioned the uh, um, the other review. Uh, did did yeah, you? Yeah. Wanna... So Roger Ebert and I guess Siskel hated it as well. But of course, uh, you did. of course. Uh, here's an excerpt. A cross between the Anne Margaret Anthony Hopkins film Magic, 1978, and the Karen Black episode in the made-for-TV movie Trilogy of Terror, 1975, Child's Play uses a similar demonic animated doll to evoke dread and to commit bloody mayhem. Unfortunately, the screenplay by Don Mancini and John Lafia is so predictable that the jump-out-of-your-seat shocks are telegraphed far in advance... And Chucky, who's so cute at first and so monstrous later on, is of that annoying, undying breed of pesky playthings. We even get E. Gads, an open-ended finale that hints at a sequel. As in all such films, the frustration of the little boy as he relates to what he's seen and heard and the incredulous adults. And Dollar Police uses up a lot of time that could have been spent on more jolts of nastiness. Um, So then that's... Yeah, he says a few positive things about some of the performances, but then overall, he says it has a threadbare plot and a ho-hum storyline, and then he gives it a one-half star rating. Which is pretty high for a horror movie coming from Ebert, because he usually just campaigns. Think about what he did to, you know... Um, you know, for Friday Thirteenth, and and we talked about Maniac, and just a lot of other films where they openly campaigned and yeah, sent out like their addresses and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so wait, star wait, something. When he gave fucking uh, Betsy Palmer's uh, address away, like motherfucker. 
Like, okay, you've just become the monster that you don't think that you are. Yeah, that's some scumbag shit. That's well, some I, actual horror movie shit. I remember when we did our when we did Maniac, uh, we played the clip uh, from their video review, and they just fucking like shit all they over. They campaigned that against film. it, yeah. tried to have it banned. Yeah, that that's like doxing, bro. Like, you know, luck, luckily they gave fucking. The, the wrong address for Betsy Palmer. I would say. Yeah, but it's still some it's fucked still, up shit. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. That's some actual real life monster shit. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's some a, thorough a in a fucking movie. That's some mm -hmm. thorough. You're a piece of shit, bro. Shit. Yeah, so they ain't shit. So <laughs> I like the way I like the way I, I just gotta say, Kenny. I like the way you listen to Sean's shitty reviews, and you just <laughs> you listen intently, like. Do I gotta murder some of these motherfuckers and shit? You got to you, give out their addresses. Like yeah, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Kenny tilts her head and listens with the eyebrow up. Like, well, you what? know, the eyebrow thing. I can't help it. Sometimes I catch myself doing it. When I saw Gamma Flynn as a kid, I loved Vivian Lee's eyebrows. So, and she would do like these really expressive things. And so yeah. I, I do that unintentionally. Like, I'm always talking yeah. with my eyebrows. Yeah, Kenny listens like, do I got to kill this motherfucker? Yeah, well, she wasn't <laughs> I... she wasn't joking when she said that, you know, these are all new to her because I'll sit out in the garage with her and I'll find him and I will chuckle and laugh, but I will not like, tell what? her. I will not tell her what I'm reading. So she's hearing them for the first time. Yeah, that's what, right I, I wasn't kidding at all. Like, I, I hear these and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna fuck you up later, bro. We're gonna find you. We're gonna fuck you up. Well, apparently, I don't right have now. any fucking friends. Is it was the common thread tonight? I'm gonna send a Chucky doll to your house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna launch in. I have to do two reviews tonight. Uh, Nico El Jefe del Horror. You're muted. So the boss. I'll say it. Um, I'm gonna do mine, and then I'm gonna do his. Um, because Nika really wanted to be here, so he did give me his review. Um, I had to give this movie 10 out of 10 good guys PJs. Um, I'm actually wearing mine tonight, uh, from Freight Rags. Uh, shout out to Ben. But, uh, yeah, th this movie is, is, is literally just still as powerful today as it was. And, and I love how the horror you know, that it has such staying power that it scared me as a kid, even though, like, I was already, like, watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Night of Demons and all this other shit, but, like, this movie got to me. And I was, uh, and I did collect porcelain dolls, so you guys can think I'm a fucking serial killer if you want. Um, but, uh, dolls, uh, dolls did affect me. Crystal and I bonded over dolls, but that movie. But we're gonna talk about that at some other point. What, the, I, uh, what, actual dolls or the movie dolls? The movie dolls. Uh, oh, okay. Movie, yeah. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know. No, that's why I was. That's why I was making sure. Because, Crystal uh, and I, 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 I had both. <laughs> I actually, I, I really do actually like that Stuart Gordon movie dolls. I like. Though. Yeah, yeah. Stuart we're gonna Gordon talk movies. about dolls. Uh, yeah. Crystal and I, once we started bonding around, I'm like we're talking about dolls. I was waiting for somebody to latch on, but um, I, I, I've actually seen dolls, but I haven't seen any of the Puppet Master movies. 
What the fuck? Dude, Dude demonic <laughs> toys is, is 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 the best shit though. No, 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 no. no. I've seen I've seen I've seen, I've seen demonic I've seen demonic toys and I've seen Dollman versus demonic I had toys. the Jack in the Box. <laughs> my mom was full moon, like would load my mom up what? with like screeners oh. and all these cool shit. So I had the Jack in the Box for like years from demonic toys. Oh, can I can I just tell one thing? Sorry, I'm sorry, Candy, but one thing. Dollman versus Demonic Toys is the movie where I found out that you can shoot Pepsi out of your nose from laughing so hard. It's actually a fun party trick. I can shoot Coke out of my nose uh, at command. My aunt used to be like, I, but why would you bucks, want... shoot Coke out of your nose and I drink Coke. And why I, would you we want all love to... cocaine. It's fun. It's okay. It's would... not cocaine. I don't do uppers. I have anxiety. Fuck you. <laughs> I have anxiety. I like caffeine. I like caffeine, but it doesn't like phase me. Anyway, but why, you, um, but why would you want to? Because that shit burns. Because it was bur- twenty fucking dollars. Which no, I I fucking saw and twenty dollars is twenty dollars. When you're I, I, when you're twelve years old, twenty dollars will buy you a brand new couple of uh, tapes. You know what I'm saying? Let, let me tell you, I was watching Dollman versus Demonic Toys, and I was drinking a cup of Pepsi, and uh, the scene where where they were talking about the master was coming back and. Fucking uh, uh, Tim Thomerson says, "Who is he? A fucking Ken doll?" I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard, Pepsi came out of my nose and it fucking burned. It burns so bad. It burns was a fun party trick. Okay. Anyway, um, so ten on ten, good guys, PJs. Uh, like we've talked about, uh, stellar performances. I really thought everyone was great. Alex Vincent. Um, we we know how uh, child stars can be, and and he's just he really was so convincing as Andy, and I thought it was interesting later on when uh, Toy Story came out and the kid's name was Andy, um, and they ha- there were toys that came to life. Um, I thought that was a little nod maybe, um, but uh, yeah, th- this movie is scary. Uh, as a kid, it scared me because uh, I did collect dolls, and um, as an adult. Uh, and a mom, it scares me. Um, and it just like, you know, it really takes all of those um, locks kind of going into place with uh, the performances, Catherine Hicks, Chris Randon, Brad Dourif, Alex Spence. I mean, like everybody, like it really needed all those things. But, you know, of course, Brad Dourif is God. Um, he's any movie we talk about with Brad Dourif. And sometimes when we're not even talking about a movie with Brad Dourif, we talk about Brad Dourif here. So, we are fans on the house that screams. So uh, that is my review. Uh, I've kind of already, I think we've covered everything else. Um, as for Nico Nice's review, who could not be here tonight, um, he says, I'd rate this 9 out of 10 good guy accessories. <laughs> this and the second film, which is so much darker than this one and my favorite of the two, were the only legitimate horror films in the series. Child's Play 3 is where it started to realize what it was going into the best movie, uh, what it was going into, the best movie of the series, Bride of Chucky. <sighs> Hard hey. this review when I don't Nico and I will it. never be on the same page, but this one time, we like, we're on the same page. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to review his review. Um, it gave birth to a franchise that's like its villain, and immortal and still kicking with the insanely great Chucky series. This film gave birth to a horror icon and a lot of credit goes to the great Brad Dourif for his brilliant voice work as the killer doll. And I wanted to throw out just very quickly before we, we jump to Sean. Um, 
I am one of those fucking freaks that really loves Child's Play 3. You're not going like to hear three. that too often. We're like fucking unicorns. I, I like love... Three. three is cool. I, 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 I like 3 a lot too. Thank you. Cool. I love Child's Play 3. I, I also love the second one. Now, Bride of Chucky, I paid to see that in theaters, and I was like, what are we Bride doing? Bride of my favorite one. I love, I love them all, to be honest. I was I was a little disappointed with Bride of I Chucky. I love Bride of Chucky. Um, that's kind of where I started checking out. I loved the first three, and then I was kind of like, I watched the others, but I was like, okay. All right, then. But I love three, and it doesn't get enough love. Okay, uh, Sean Dead. Uh, well, I'll be really quick, because you kind of touched on everything I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10, batteries not included. Uh, great performances all around. Um, Brad Dorff's voice, especially. Uh, this movie is just ultra nostalgic for me. Uh, started my fear of dolls, and uh, that's about it. 10 out of 10. Wood bang. Hello. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mac the Elf, sir. Um, I think those two fine gentlemen up there were before me, but I will slide in. Uh, I'm going to give it... Uh, no, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I was pulling powers think? of authority here. Do you think? I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Uh, little Caucasian kids walking around the ghetto. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't bring that up. Like, that's a scene that always gets me going, that this little kid left school, shitty school, Jumped on the train, rode all the way to the hood, stepped over a few crackheads and bums to get to this damn house, and like no one batted a fucking eye. Right. Wow. Carrying so, a uh, fucking doll. Yeah, yeah, like nothing. Hugging on it, kissing it, whispering in its ear. I would have been like, yo, where the fuck's your mom at, kid? Like, <laughs> the fuck? But uh, yeah, it's a classic, man. Like that. It's up there, I feel, with uh, Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy. It makes money. It's still going. Some of the shit now is like, uh, but hey, like Chucky, he's a classic. He's an OG, so 10 out of 10. Uh, great review. Okay, uh, Patrick. Um, eight and a half uh, knives almost to the groin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost. Patrick, fuck! <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. I I do really love it. I do. I think I prefer Brian because like the whole thing is like this is awesome. But like the thing they kind of discovered by the time they had hit three was like the main thing this has going for it is Chucky is fucking hilarious. So let's <laughs> lean into that and just fucking make something that is like errors on the side of comedy, like more than errors on the side of horror. Like so that's why I kind of prefer Bride. But, like, this, as far as, like, the pure horror goes, I think there is a purity to it. That's really cool. It is funny, though, like, the thing that Max said, because, like, okay, I didn't, there, I grew up in a shitty town where there was no real ghetto. But, like, when everyone's, like, uh, talking about, like, oh, I feel so sorry for Andy. Like, his parents were always working. He was always by. I'm like, oh, that's not normal for people. Yes, I forget about that. Because that was my childhood as well, where basically it was just, like, I was by myself every day from, like, age six to like now till now are you riding the train walking the ghetto i don't have a fucking i live in Sonic lake there's no train like with a dig i can walk from one side when i was were you walking in the ghetto with a doll there's no ghetto again (laughs) fucking lake there's no ghetto there's not even poor people there's just fucking 
There's snow. That's what there is there. There's fucking snow. I was snow, in the ghetto, but... got jumped in an alley, walked home bleeding from the face, and everybody was, like, shutting their, their curtains. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I but mean, yeah, that's what happens in the ghetto, and that's like, what happened. It didn't happen to Andy at all. Like no and one tried to ghetto. snatch him up. And nothing. I was in fucking in Indianapolis, not New York. That's what happens, man. That's what happens. <laughs> but yeah, like so, I don't know. I there 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 are parts of it that maybe like aren't ultra. I mean, it's been, in, in fairness to like pick apart realism in something where it's a fucking voodoo killer jaw it feels like a weird thread to like pull realism cards on so yes. like whatever oh that could never like, happen <laughs> so like never say never in terms of just like pure like horror bliss like it does it's it's it doesn't scare me anymore obviously because like holy shit i watched it so many times that it can no longer have that effect right. but like it does still bring me joy like i only just watched it yesterday and it's still, it's just delightful. Like, I just, like, I love, like, pretty much everything about it. Like, I think it's great. Like, I think it's really, it's, it's super fun. It's funny. It's fucking, it's, it is legitimately, the, the suspense scenes are legitimately really well done. And I think are actually better pulled off than in probably any of the sequels, even though I do really like the sequels. But, like, in terms of just pure suspense, like, the whole, like, the scene, especially, like, the, 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 the Rob mentioned with uh, Caputo and everything, like, the stuff, like, the way it's laid out, where it's even, like, you actually are, like, feeling for, like, pretty horrible person you're you're terrified for him which i think is that's that's well done that's that's a nice that's a nice thing of suspense where it's like i'm terrified what's gonna happen in this poor son of a bitch it's like probably doing crack in that crack house so like whatever it's fine but um but no yeah it's just it's 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 fucking incredible it's i mean as everybody said it's already it's classic like i love it it's it's yeah it means it, i just prefer bride because i prefer the more like comedy lean-in style but like for what it is it's fucking awesome I'd like to make that argument with Freddy's dead, but we'll get there. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get there. Um, Rob, you're you're up. Yes. Um, fuck you, Patrick, because you stole my the rating. Uh, <laughs> I, How many I, times I, it happened to me, motherfucker? How many times? Sorry. <laughs> I will give this a nine point five out of ten. Um, burnt up Chucky heads. Um, <laughs> Because that shot of Chucky's head rolling down the fucking hallway is hilarious. Um, that was my second choice, too. <laughs> I, I, I gave this a 9.5 because um, the only one I would give a 10 to is Child's Play 2. Because um, Child's Play 2 is just my my absolute favorite of, of the series. And, um, you know, the how's it hanging, Phil, is just <laughs> it's, it's an all-timer death scene. Um uh i fucking love this movie um it is one of my all-time favorites like i said it kind of like paved my way to discover uh horror and like you know the way i did you know it went from this to like nightmare on elm street to like fucking uh scream and like there so on and so forth you know i'm saying like it just became like you know, this was the gateway for me. Like, I've seen other horror movies before, but, like, this was the one that was just like, hey, horror's all right. This is a fucking awesome genre. I need to check this out more. You know, and um, I was scouring my parents' tapes and shit, and I discovered, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and Hellraiser and Phantasm and all that shit. And, like, you know, it became one of my all-time favorite. You know, my second favorite, you know, this and action just kind of, like, you know, it's that, eh, 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 eh. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, some days I love horror more. Some days I love action more. It, like every day, it fucking seesaws. Um, but yes, it. Uh, this one is just an incredible film. Uh, Brad Dourif, like Candy said, is a god. Um, I love Catherine Hicks and Chris Sarandon in it. Alex Vincent is just perfectly just gives a perfect performance as you know this little kid who's just going through this. You know that scene where he sees Chucky coming up the fucking stairway as he's in the fucking hospital. He's going to kill me. It's just a devastating sequence. Oh. You know, as you know, and nobody <coughs> believe fucking Mr. McGee doesn't believe him. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Mr. McGee. Um, and, and it's just, a, it's just a wonderful movie, you know, and, and, and I just love it to death. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I've, it's, it's a movie I've seen so many times. Like I didn't even rewatch it to fucking discuss it because we didn't it's, either. it's permanently burned like the, the entirety of the movie is permanently burned into my subconscious where it's like I remember every single thing I could talk about this movie 10 years from now not having watched it and still discussing on end because I remember every single thing about it because I watched it so much and I love it so much and just you know it's, it's an unforgettable movie you know and it's incredibly important to me as a horror fan and I will also say, I, I agree with you, Patrick, a, a Bride of Chucky may not be my favorite, um, but it was incredibly popular in me and Mac's neighborhood where the weekend it opened, the lines were around the fucking block for Bride of Chucky, like around the block, like opening weekend. Like, and I saw it like every, like I saw it Friday, I saw it Saturday, I saw it Sunday, and around the fucking block every single opening weekend. So when it fucking came out that Practical Magic, which was released the same weekend, had beaten it at the box office, we was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, the Midwest is a hell of a thing, Rob. <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Hey, we're not all like that. Yeah, like, this is bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't Brian Chucky the winner and shit? Because, you know, I, I don't know, like, what everybody's seeing and shit. So I'm like, Brian Chucky should have been the winner because, you know, everybody was fucking and lined up and shit to see this you know motherfucker but like yo that's the point where it's like chucky just you know he he's so important to you know the spectrum of horror and horror fandom you know what i'm saying where it's like we we would just be lined up and ready for any new chucky that there is you know what i'm saying where i even have people telling me like you, sh- you gotta watch the remake because it's actually really good and it's like i'll take your word for it uh i'll, I'll say see it really good it's pretty good it's not bad yeah, I'll see it eventually and shit, but I'm not fucking sitting there like rushing to see it. I actually you know? didn't even bring my my set out of all the the Chucky movies with because I figured every fucking body else would like last time, so I didn't bring <laughs> it out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like uh, you know you know we love we love you, Mark Hamill. You're the greatest, but uh, Brad Dourif is superior in every single way. Um, like yeah dude uh, like he's luke skywalker but you're you're chucky in our hearts and uh you will always <laughs> remain so and of course you know he's also uh the gemini killer in exorcist which is mm-hmm. that was know. like our entire conversation yeah yeah and and, and 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 it pissed me off because they they not, they gave anthony hopkins the oscar for silence of the lambs for the same amount of time he was in silence of the lambs that Brad Dourif was in fucking Exorcist 3 and it's like well you know I'm I love Anthony Hopkins but he, you know Brad, Brad Dourif, Dourif got snubbed 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Brad Brad Dourif definitely got snubbed for Exorcist Three, and you know Brad Dourif is God, and you uh, always be Chucky, and just you know, God bless that man, and you know, wonderful actor in this wonderful movie. So yeah, nine out of five out of ten. <laughs> uh, nine seven, out of five. <laughs> nine out of five out of nine ten. Nine out of five. Is that out an eighteen? <laughs> Nine, nine, oh, yeah, I fucked it up. I'm sorry. The, 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 the do maths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't do math well. So 9.5 out of 10 severed, burnt up Chucky doll heads. Awesome. Okay, uh, Dustin. Yeah, I'd have to give this uh, a 9.5 uh, out of 10 assault and batteries. It's um, <laughs> such a great <laughs> film. Um, I, like I said, I kind of saw this. <laughs> kind of late i i saw halloween and nightmare on elm street and like all like the other like essential horror movies um when i was a kid um but seeing this and then watching all the other ones because everybody else in my school was talking about chucky all the time that was another thing that they would talk about chucky more than like anybody else like freddie would barely ever be brought up and i think that's another reason why i connect with this movie a lot um until this day is because of just how much everybody seen it and they talk about it and they're all you know connected in that way because chucky is badass it's a fucking doll who swears and kicks you and you know tries to cut you up and and i guess in some ways like some kids are like i wish my doll kind of did that but not like really like hurting anybody but just like be like action like that because you get like action figures you kind of want your doll to like you know do things like that you would see like in this movie uh, but maybe not like kill people, but you know, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, know. just be a little bit more you active, ask. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the acting is phenomenal in this. Uh, it's definitely an essential horror movie. Um, whether you call it, you know, a slasher or um, a supernatural horror movie, however you want to call it these days. Cause everybody has got terms for everything. Now I consider yeah. it a slasher. He's definitely, you know, part of the slasher uh, horror community. I would say um, yeah, it's comical when it needs to be. It's really serious when it needs to be. It looks amazing. The effects are great. It still holds up to this day. Um, one thing I always try to, you know, compare it to is like, you know, we got like bo- uh, Blu-rays, um, 4K movies now. And sometimes when you're watching things in like 4K or even like Blu-ray, things really start to fall apart. Like visually, this movie does not. It holds up. The effects are amazing for its time is ridiculous ridiculous um even though it was in the late 80s but it's still ridiculous um all the the lighting um holds up the acting is great the story is very um compact and knows what it's doing in here and it knows what it wants you to do and and what to think um it really tells you how you need to feel during this point where a lot of other slashes this is like yeah well that is killing people this one is very like you're attached to andy the whole time yeah because he's just playing like alex is doing a great job of really making you feel bad for him in every single scene that he's in it's like just listen to me because as a kid when something is going on and you're trying to tell your parents like hey this is happening like yeah 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 whatever 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 this one you feel that especially if you're watching it as a kid you can relate to it even more and like me having my son and everything he loves he loves chucky um, I haven't really watched a movie with him, but we've watched like, you know, YouTube videos, of, like people like dressing up as Chucky or having the doll. So he's like completely like obsessed. But I know if he were to see this movie and then he would like relate to Andy a lot, because, you know, as parents, you got to like, you know, uh, judge like what's really going on and, and whatnot and like um, guiding your kids. 
So yeah, this also kind of hits home them with our kids once I got to a certain age. And like, so like, you're not watching it with your friends, you're watching it with your parents and we can answer questions, you know? Yeah, exactly. So this really hits home as a kid and as a parent, because you can get both sides of the story. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's scary to think that, Hey, my son has like a bunch of like toys and stuff. And what if it just came to life right now and freaking, you know, made me fall out a window or something. It's, it's, <laughs> it's scary. You know, it, it really is. It, um, for people who in those reviews that you were reading, Sean are just completely like batshit nuts. They need to go take a train somewhere else, take a Chucky doll with them. Um, yeah, Touch I love grass. this movie. <laughs> this movie is, house. is, <laughs> This uh, movie is great. Um, I really have nothing really negative to say about it. Like there's a few things that do kind of fall apart. So I was like, I'm docking a few points on it, but even like a nine, uh, 9.5 out of 10 is very good uh, for something like this that some people, you know, find really silly. And of course it gets kind of silly along uh, the whole you know, series that it has. But I think with the TV show, it's really trying to bring it back to its roots a little bit. I feel like um, but um, also, Curse definitely did that a lot where they brought back the horror a lot in Curse. Oh, yeah, it's great. So, so dark. Like, that's another one. Like, if you aren't going to watch any other, like, Child's Play movie or Chucky movie, watch this one and then watch Curse. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would work very well side by side or even, like, one, two, skip all the ones and go straight to Curse and then go to maybe the TV show. Okay, now you're just, now you're just, now you're hurt my feelings. And I don't like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm like sure. what you're saying I'm, right I'm now. <laughs> I mean, I, I like them three. all, but, like, if you I had to, like, really three. go to ones that people really um, like a lot. Like I love all of them. I love bride. I love seed. You know, that one's like super duper goofy. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Colt. Yeah. That one's definitely like, you know, kind of out of the park. Some people are like, uh, I either really like this or I really hate it. Uh, I like that one. I enjoyed I a lot. I've never met anybody until now who liked it. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate yeah. it. I just like, I mean, it's I mean it gets really, you know, weird, but I came like splitting himself into a yeah. million things. But then like, like we were saying, like if he just kind of this, Think of that as it's setting up for the TV show. It works very well. And I think they did a very good job on that. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, pretty much my review for uh, this uh, 9.5 out of 10 assault and batteries. Um, oh, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Erica. Uh, so I feel like I'm going to be like, at least in terms of my score, more of a wet blanket. But... <laughs> of course, know. Erica. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm giving it seven out of ten implausible voodoo dolls. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I do like this movie. Um, I, I guess I, I did dock some points for just the the ridiculous voodoo subplot, but I also I mean the fact that it the movie uses so many familiar tropes that have been used in a lot of other uh, horror films. It, it uses them effectively, but there are just a lot of things that aren't uh surprising you like you have like the one character who becomes a suspect and no one believes him when he's telling this ridiculous story and and then eventually the skeptics get won over uh but i mean like that's that's been you know done to death of course but um there are some really great moments the the moment where the the mom realizes there are no batteries in the doll that that is like one of the greatest scenes in the movie um Mm -hmm. great practical effects um really great performances i i really liked you know all the actors um in this film so and and it is a, a classic absolutely absolutely um dave and crystal i'm gonna uh be with Erica. I'm gonna have to give it seven out of ten. Uh, Chris Sarandon double turtlenecks, <laughs> but, but only because so this movie though. came out in '88, and as I've mentioned ad nauseum, it, it, 
the, the like 86 through 90 uh, was a different time in my life. So I really wasn't paying attention to horror movies. So this one came out kind of right during then. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I, I was really interested in reading about it. Some of the themes that were originally written into the script that they sort of excised from the, from the final product, um, like about not knowing if uh, it really was just an extension of uh, Andy's id, if he was doing the killing. I thought that would have been a fascinating film. And also the fact that um, something really 80s about the movies, you've got the single mom. We really didn't talk about that. I wanted to. You've got the single mom. And so I think in the 80s, it was assumed that if there's a single mom, there must be something wrong with her. And like Chris Sarandon doesn't believe her. She's telling him what's going on. He goes, oh, you're just a woman. I, I, there's some themes there I wish we could have touched on some more. But it's just that this movie just happened to come out in a time when I really wasn't paying attention to horror movies. It's the only reason I'm rating it that low. I'm not really qualified to speak on this movie that much. Oh, I don't, that's not fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, watch Lipstick and then tell me if you can look at Chris Sarandon again in the same light. Uh, <laughs> Word. Get back, to, get back to me on that. You can't. Word. You cannot. Oh, I was gonna, but you know, you brought up something I was gonna touch on, and I'd forgotten about was the single mom aspect, right? Yeah. So the, the, the assumption that there must be something wrong with her. Oh, you're just, you know, oh, you're just a woman. You're just, you know, you're just um, the movie. That, just that, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not raising your kid right. You right. Know. There must be your. You fault have to work all the is. time, and blah blah blah, and that's touched upon, which I think is important in the film. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this eight and a half out of ten wads of butter on burnt toast. <laughs> oh my god! We didn't get yeah, the whole breakfast scene. Yeah, I think sugar all over the place. The amount of sugar he put in the cereal, like people have died of diabetes. That's breakfast. I'm down with him on the sugar. Nah, man, that was a lot. That was a lot of fucking sugar. Look, I he can't believe like that's not entire, butter, all right? Jesus. He took like an entire cup of butter, margarine, whatever we want to call that. <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> like, yo, yes. like, when yes. it, when it, yellow, when, globin, when it, globulous. When it fell off the toast and shit, that was a perfect comedic <laughs> bit. Yeah, that was just good. Um, <laughs> things, few things, Patrick, make me, that's one of them. Um, so there. That's what upsets you? That's them. <laughs> that's them. I can't. Mm -mm. Sorry. You said speedos? Speedum. For me, you know, this movie scared the shit out of me. My parents didn't help. Uh, unfortunately, one of the things that scared me the most happened to be one of my favorite scenes too. Uh, I do love the scene where Chucky's in the fireplace because they used a real actor. And so they had to upscale the size of the living room by 20% uh, to, to get that to scale. What is unfortunate about the living room on fire and the Chucky on fire scene is that in my little small hometown, we did have a little person that had extreme burns to her face. And my poor parents, when we would see 
this young lady out and about in the town if I wasn't behaving would point her out to me because she oh. did look like burned Chucky oh. and would tell me if I didn't behave, I was going home with her. Whoa. And That's so That's that I did How tell did my mom. parents were demented. Is it, is it too late for DFACT to take you away from them? I, I think <laughs> a fine job as my foster, honey. But like, so that kind of traumatized me because like when we would go out, um, we did have like a small county fair and my grandparents would take me to that and she was always there. Now my grandparents actually knew her and like me and uh, me as an adult, I found out that she was actually a very sweet woman. I think she's still alive, but my grandparents knew her. And so like they would want to talk to her and here's me as a child being like, Fuck y'all, I'm out. Like you know, me and mannequins. I don't do tantrums, but I'm like pissing my pants and like, we got to go. I can't, no, we're not going anywhere near her. My, my grandparents could never like connect the two until I got like a year or two older. And then they realized what my parents were doing. And, and that was, mm, that was not a pleasant day at the house. Um, but, <laughs> oh, those family squabbles yeah like those family powwows but so that kind of you know perpetuated with my parents and then my buddy doll and then all of that stuff but you know I think that this movie because like David uh touched on uncanny valley I'm terrified of clowns too I'm a nurse and if you guys don't know clowns will come and visit nursing homes <laughs> I am not kidding when I would say that if they came in and I wasn't told you would have to come find me in someone's closet <laughs> because my ass was gone the second I heard a honk or I, heard, I saw a wig <laughs> gone you're not getting your pain medicine I'm sorry Miss Jones fuck your oxycodone <laughs> My ass is in somebody's closet. Okay, no, the clown's <laughs> coming. Crystal's gone. Um, but that's kind of how I feel about like a my buddy doll. I saw one in an antique shop not too long ago. Oh and my I was god, like, oh, I'm that old. Y'all, time to go <laughs> yeah, so, out the door. Mm -mm. And so, like, uh, Cheyenne is six, and she saw this movie at four, and she loves her Chuchi. Chachi. Chachi. And she's she's little and she's redheaded. And we had to have the discussion. You cannot touch knives. We do not play with knives. So in Cheyenne's words, <clears throat> Chachi's mama needs to whoop him. Chachi can't play with knives. <laughs> that is Cheyenne's review of the movie too. Chachi can't play with knives. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good advice. That is good advice. Eight and a half out of ten. Good. I feel like Cheyenne would feed me that water butter too. Ugh, it wasn't <laughs> butter. Oh no, it was like margarine. It was hydrogenated. Yeah, but there's so many. There's I can't so believe many. it's not butter. All right, goddamn. Oh, I can totally <laughs> fucking believe it. Oleo, but um, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that it touched on. You know, I was a single mom uh, for a while, and I worked a lot, and. You know, so it, you know, as, you know, watching it as an adult, yeah, there's definitely those things. And, and kids are fucking gross. Yes. They think they're doing <laughs> something nice for you. And you're just like, oh, God, oh, excuse me. I'm going to go vomit and come back and smile for you. Right. And like, I'm telling you, like, if Ash or, or Nan had come to me and said, won't my doll 
trying to kill me. I would have been like, oh my god, you've watched... You, you just need to go to bed. Well, to okay. I, you know what? I think about that, that morning that Ashton woke me up at like 6 in the morning, and he was freaking out, and he, he wakes oh, me up. Oh, and he was like crying. He's crying, and he wakes me up, and he goes, a giant spider is attacking Russia. And we I'm, like, I'm half asleep, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, come see, come see, a giant spider's attacking Russia. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I, you know, I get up, and I walk <laughs> in, and he's watching some YouTube clip that some guy was practicing his CGI techniques and CGI'd oh. this, oh, yeah. this giant thing. tarantula climbing up little. the side he of the building. He was probably about six. <laughs> and totally thought it was real. Totally thought it was a real thing. Yeah. And Diane's favorite YouTube thing is watching the game called Granny. Oh, yeah. My son watches that, too. My God. kids watch uh, Twitch streamers and YouTube and stuff, and sometimes I walk in, I'm like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck kind of game is this? Granny game. And then like kids the goose one? Live dogs. Oh, no, I, the live dogs. I introduced uh, Dai's grandson, AJ, to uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh no! Yeah, she was she was fucking excising a giant blackhead on this dude's forehead, and he just went, "That's nasty. That's nasty." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching TikTok, and I'll see Dave start to look over, and I'm like, "Nope, uh-uh," because I know he can't take it. I'm like, "You don't want to see this." <laughs> the look on Dave's face, if only yeah. <laughs> show that to the listeners. Who, uh, Sean and Dad, what you got? Herpes. Oh. I certainly fucking <laughs> hope. Hey, Candy, here's a surprise I have for you. I don't know. You caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. I was okay. If you have herpes, I have herpes. Unless you have herpes, means you've been fucking around. It's and the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> forever, forever. Wow. But like, you get a divorce. It's like a double bill. <laughs> Great. Because I Eddie don't Murphy have herpes. You keep that shit forever, like luggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean of the Dead. And that's all I got. Oh, quickly, uh, I didn't plug my link tree, which has links to all the lovely people here, um, including uh, Dustin's show, Baron's Hideout, um, just all of our friends and, and people. It's uh, Linktree slash Candy Final Girl. Sorry about that. And we'll hand that over to Dustin, who uh, I'm sure has some plugs. Yes, uh, so I'm Dustin from the Barons Head Up Podcast. We are a weekly podcast. Uh, this year, we're really focusing on you know all the movies everybody knows, all the classics, all the slashers that everybody's watched. Um, so you can find us on pretty much any podcast platform. You can find us on Twitter, which is just the BHO underscore podcast, or on Instagram, which is the Barons Head Up underscore podcast. Um, I also have a link tree, which is uh, just linktree.com slash, I think it's, the BHO and Squirrel podcast. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have. Okay, uh, Mac the All Star, what you got? Hmm, I guess I'll go before my brother. No doubt. Uh, follow these lovely people. Check me and my bro out over at the Cinema Drunkies. We are doing, uh, I don't know when this will come out. So Robocop or check out whatever we have out at that time. Um, it's a pleasure, as always, to be here with you guys. Wrath of Stafe for my boy Rob over there. I got you, bro. And um, yeah, that's about it. Um, nice and to the point. Okay, we'll go to Rob. Uh, yeah, uh, Cinema Drunkies. Um, we uh, got some 
exciting stuff coming forward. Uh, we just released what the um sorry um just released our Robocop two episode, which was fantastic and uh, uh, a lot of fun and it's been blowing the fuck up. Uh, I forgot to tell you that Mac and shit Robocop two has been blowing the fuck up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, shout out. Uh, check out my link tree. Shout out my link tree. What the fuck? Uh, check out my link tree. Uh, link tree slash the Cinema Drunkie, where we have links to that show, our Twitter at Cinema Drunkies, as well as this show. Uh, our boy, uh, Mikey Hands, uh, Mikey Utah is his new name now. I, uh, I Mikey, saw that. Yeah. Um, I gave him that name. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> uh, because Mike is from Salt Lake City, Utah, so he is Mikey Utah now. Can I be the um, Padizafa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, his podcast, Action for Everyone, which he does with uh Liam O'Donnell, director of Beyond Skyline and Skylines, as well as uh the the genius that is Vice Victus. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, podcast, check it out. As also, uh, I just want to shout out uh, my my dear dear friend Lindsay over at Schlock and All. We just released our episode on uh, where we discussed the conversation and blowout. Um, that that may very well be like um, you know, as, as of all the conversations uh, I've had on on the podcast, um, that may be my like my my favorite one. And it's a terrific discussion. And Lindsay's a fantastic host and. I hope y'all check her, sh- her show out, Schlock and All. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to all all, all our uh, Twitter friends and uh, podcast friends, um, Baron's Hideout, uh, Ian over at Podcast Damned. Yeah, Ian uh, runs our network, which is Baron's Hideout is yep. part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian is, Ian's the only is, one that would have us. Yeah, Ian, Ian is a fantastic dude. Uh, I love Ian. Uh, that also, guy is shout- busy. All the yeah. time, man. Oh, yeah, he's always yeah. been like that. We started out podcasting at the same time, and um, Ian and I were just so close. And he's a dear friend. Yeah, Ian. Ian's a great fucking dude. And shout out to Ian. Put and, up uh, my shit. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, shout out to all all, all, all the podcasters out there, friends of mine. Um, Matt from Film Feast and Ron from Film Strip, and um, all those terrific people. And uh, yeah, um. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for my fucking plugs. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting people, but uh, you know, uh, I always do. Great friends, I, I, great friends, Matt and Andy. Yes, 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 Matt uh, and Matt, Larry, Terry, and Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry. Uh, yeah, um, he just did a terrific episode over on Schlock and All, where he discussed Major League and the Untouchables. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, yeah he's going to yeah. be making a lot of appearances this season. With us. Yeah, yeah, Larry, Larry's my dude, and uh, yeah, Andy, Andy Gorham, who's like the most positive motherfucker. He's the I've nicest ever... guy. He's he, the he sweetest is, boy. He's the sweetest, nicest, most positive guy I've ever met in my life, and God bless him for for in these times you maintain that level of niceness and positivity. God bless Andy. Andy is a terrific motherfucker, and Chris, uh, our boy Chris Barreras. 
Yes. Who's just like, you know, just an awesome dude. And uh he yeah, works out like, far too much. He's a ginger terminator, but yes, he's he's a wonderful boy. Because he's trying to fucking outwork Liam, and Liam is just a brick shit house. And it's like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's they're both just sick, sick people. They're sick people. Yeah, and uh shout out to, to my uh dear friend Wendy Freeman. Um she's she's in there doing her Muay Thai thing. And uh, she posted that awesome photo of her knee fucking banged up <laughs> and bruised up for, for her Muay Thai practices. So shout out to Wendy. Uh, yeah, it's a terrific people all around. And you should check them out all on uh, wherever you can find them on Twitter and all that stuff. But yeah, the, those those are the, the extent of my plugs. Because if I had to plug everybody, should I be here for fucking 10 hours? <laughs> yeah, same. I try to keep it, like, succinct, but... Um... I know, I know. I like, but then you feel bad for, like, you know, like, oh, I didn't yeah, shout out this I'm person. Always, like, I always person. just, like, reach out to them because I'm on social media all the time for this fucking show. Yeah. Uh, we record, like, Maniacs. I actually canceled the show this week, or last week. So that tells you that I'm growing as a person. <laughs> <laughs> God take care of me. But uh yeah, uh, as of this recording I did want to say we're about to hit 4K on Twitter. Hell yeah. So thank all of you people. But uh going on uh who is next Patrick? Have you gone? No, I have not. Okay. Um basically Rob and I have all the same friends. So like basically all of those people uh Except for, yeah, I mean, like, he, uh, Matt Essary, Andy, like, they, they are, it's wonderful, wonderful human beings, one and all. Um, <laughs> uh, the Action Twitter family, of which I am, I'm like the Spock of Action Twitter and Horror Twitter. I'm not quite uh, completely <laughs> one of each. I'm just kind of in the middle, not completely accepted by either, but I exist. Um, <laughs> but uh, all of my stuff, my writing, my Twitter, my Instagram, whatever. It's all Linktree, Alleyway Crew, uh, A-L-L-E-Y-K-R-E-W. Um, I'm trying to get to a very nice, very evil 666 at some point in the near future. So if you want to keep Patrick has been fucking campaigning to get to that 666. And like, mm -hmm. although like I'm very leery of that number and shit, I hope he gets it because I know how like he's so waiting to get to that moment the second that i hit 666 and then somebody gets me 667 i'm just literally just going to start blocking people this is like no this is where i stay forever now <laughs> that's, that's what you do screenshot it proof yes but it, that's what needs to stay there forever now that then, then i will gain power the 666 power that i will gain very nice right. very evil but, but yes don't but don't worry patrick you know what i'm saying like uh, action for nothing you still got our our fandom and uh like uh, like 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 you said uh the uh, I am the chainsaw to your date. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Nobody understands the reference but us, but that's fine. Patrick, no, Patrick, don't worry, you. bro. Me and you both are in that middle zone. It's all right, man. It's cool. <laughs> it's fun over here. We I love you, better, friend Max. We got You're... better. We got better cookies. <laughs> I, I'm still not worthy of that title yet, but I, I'll work for it, bro. Okay, uh, Erica. Um, yeah, I'm keeping mine pretty short and sweet, um, other than uh, be prepared to see the launch of the Final Girl Cosmetics website, um, hopefully we'll be done in a week or two, um, actually we'll be done much earlier probably than this episode airs, so you can time travel, yeah. otherwise, Back to the future! Yeah, um, find me on myhorrificlife.com or on Instagram uh, at myhorrificlife where I rarely post updates and probably won't read or answer DMs, just FYI. <laughs> but you can find me there. 
All right, uh, Dave and Crystal. I'll go. Just uh, uh, shout out to Nico. Miss him. I always miss his uh, his input. Yeah. Um, I, I love being here to be with you people and to uh, learn about movies that uh, either learn about movies I haven't seen or learn more about movies that I have seen. That's what I love is learning more. And uh, Ian, uh, this weekend apparently uh, we're going to be uh, I'm going to be on his show doing The Omen. Nineteen seventy six is The Omen, which Ooh, I'm really jealous. excited about. That that you know that's one of the like ground zero horror movies for me. So that'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, that'll go well. And uh, yeah, that's a bit. I just love being here. Well, we love having you. Uh, Crystal. Um, anywhere you find Dave, you can find me. Anywhere. They wear one big shirt, actually. That's it. That's it. We're, yeah, Sean and I were like that for at some point, but now he's like, get this bitch away. I love her and stuff, but like she needs to be over there. <laughs> hey, what I miss? What I, I never said. I never said. <laughs> Dave and Crystal wear one big shirt. We wear one big shirt when we wear clothes at all. <laughs> and Candy said I was a fucking asshole. So I did not. Oh. I was gonna say no, no, no. It was just she implied you're an implied asshole. It. She, she implied. implied. It. To be fair, it's been implied I've been bitch. So no, no, don't don't worry. I get called an asshole all the time. <laughs> I don't mind it. At hey, all. and I get called a bitch. So real quick, it is what it is. Real quick, can I just do a little addendum to my my plug, um, where I mentioned my Twitter and Instagram? Um, you have I just, I just want to, I just want to <laughs> say that whoever on Instagram is sending me dick pics. Please continue. <laughs> oh, I will. I will, buddy. I will. <laughs> uh, Dude, Sean, do you not like those? I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, Does I've got this number of people I have players. to block on Instagram I've got this, every day. I've got this female person that follows me on Instagram, but I get like male dick pics. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're really talking to a female. Well, no, I know, but I'm just like, yeah, just keep them coming. Because they're hilarious. I, I, I rate I, them. I rate them after they send them to me. I usually write. share dick pics with you. No. I'm, I I'm, just, I'm just hoping I get some from Sam Neill and shit because uh, <laughs> that, that fucking that, that new Jurassic Looking World trailer. Fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, pollo Caliente. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's how I feel. That's how I felt about Timothy Oliphant and fucking I, Boba I, Fett. I'm just like, oh, uh, guys, but I gotta go. That's fair. Sa 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 hold of Joe Mangianello. Just let me know. Sa <laughs> you and I both. Uh, I'm over here way. waiting for Tom Atkins to like, you know. Nah, Sam Neill and shit. I, I don't want to see his Neil. dick. I just want to I just want to I want to see it. I want to see <laughs> well, dick pics all around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even mine? Huh? Even mine? My oh, dick pic would be of the dick? cat because he's a dick. Your, your dick? You're going to send us dick pics? Me? Yeah. My cat is an asshole. Movie pictures of beans. He's a fucking dick. Yeah, we'll send you pictures of the cats. Those are. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. We're uncomfortable, right? We're uncomfortable now. We're not uncomfortable. We're not doing our job. But anyway, all you guys. In this love you. I love all of you. Good night. Good night, Thank you for having me on again, guys. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Anytime.